we're told that we're going to wake up one day and it's just going to magically appear in our lap what our purpose is and we're going to somehow trip into the job that teaches us that. You had to go through all those experiences, go to a point in your life where you felt like you were at a low, go back and look at what you've done and literally list out on a sheet of paper those items. You had to take the intentional effort and time out of your day to do that in order to find your purpose. You're literally searching for it. Finding it, you're on a a mission. It, It is your goal to find why you're here. And you can't do that unless you're intentional about it. You're never gonna fall into it. I'm Chris. And I'm Kylie. And this is Redefining Resilience. Where we explore what it means to build a resilient lifestyle so you can thrive in any and every situation. All right, so we've talked about vision, core values, and alignment. And today we're going to talk about finding your purpose. Why? Exactly. It's finding your why. Ooh. Nifty, huh? It's like we rehearsed this or something. Multiple times. (laughs) Well, this was... uh, an episode that took us a lot to unpack. It sure did. Uh, why was it so hard to unpack? What do you think? <laughs> you were here. <laughs> I know. It's interesting. It's interesting because all three of us had different views of it. I think because there is a lot of known content out there in the world that talks about purpose or vision or your why or your mission in life. And I think that it can get a little bit murky when you start to throw in all of that plus goals and, you know, what's the difference between all of those things? Well, yeah, I think it's the same thing as the fitness world. You know, you learn how to get a six pack 10 million different ways, like which way is implementable and which way is the way I need to do it. You know, that works for me. So, If we were going to simply say what finding your purpose really means, to me, it's your personal mission statement. Why were you put here on this planet? Can you articulate the reason? And I think the easiest way to distill purpose down, it's, it's our why. It's what motivates us, why we're doing what we're doing. Why, when it comes to challenging moments or adversity, why do we keep pushing through? Why do we overcome? It's that motivating, big picture reason that we wake up in the morning and are excited to make progress towards our vision. And the vision is probably more tactically like what we're eventually going to accomplish, right? And our purpose is the impact of that vision. Why are we doing what we're doing? It's our personal mission statement. I mean, I correlate it to personal training, right? When I work with a client that wants to get shit done, I come home psyched. Like I can't get enough. I can't stop smiling. I think about how I can implement a better program, how I can get more granular with it. Like I go hard. My why is to help people. I want them to see, uh, what they have inside to fulfill their total capability. That's my purpose, my why, you know? So a very simple statement 
is what motivates you. It's to help people. And you got to kind of whittle that down too, right? Yes and no. I mean, I think you can simply say my my purpose is to help people. Yeah, but to land there, like it took me years to figure out why I actually liked doing what I was doing and why I would do it with such intensity. You know, once I figured it out that it was because I enjoy helping people, uh, I made things a lot easier. I, I acquired clients easier. I acquired a no from clients easier. You know, it just made more sense. Yeah, well, and I think when you go to the world and your mission is to try to help people, it's very easy because when you come across people that don't want the help, it's easier to say, okay, you're not who I'm meant to impact. Right. From a business development perspective, rejection can be tough. But when you keep the end game in mind of my mission is to help people, I can't help people if they're unwilling to be helped. So it's not a personal attack on you when you get a rejection in the sales process. It's more so, hey, they're just not ready yet. That's not that's not my fault. That's not on me. I don't have to take that personally. I think that's the biggest kicker right there. When you're operating in your why, the move to take it personally, the step to take everything personally, like it knocks you into that, is almost removed. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is not a, an insult to me personally if somebody says, no, I don't want to work with you. I'm okay with that. I would like them to, but if they don't want to, I'm okay. Just move on. And I think if if you're struggling maybe to find your purpose, we can look to a few examples or Uh, maybe roots to draw from. So you can go back to your vision. What what is your vision? What are you trying to accomplish over the, the long term? And why is that important to you? So we can find our purpose from knowing our vision, seeing the vision, and saying, why does this vision matter to me? You also can take a look at your strengths, So if, you know, Chris is working with basketball players who are in the NBA, their strength is basketball. Their purpose is entertain fans, make an impact in the world, be a positive influence, be a role model, whatever it may be. But it's stemming from them being very in tune to their strengths. And then another part of how you can extract your purpose is knowing what the world needs. If you see a gap in services or products that are being provided and you can fill that gap, that could be your purpose. We sit on the board for a nonprofit here locally in Hygiene Hub and Christina, the founder, her purpose is to impact poverty. Those suffering from poverty, those struggling through poverty, that's her purpose. And she has this vision of creating a resource hub for people who are struggling to come to and get help. And that vision is really fueled by that purpose. And she also knows that poverty is a need. It's something that the world needs help with right now. She also is very in tune to her why. Her why is to be a beacon of hope, give people hope. And then when it comes to your core values, 
really understanding what your core values are and being aligned to those core values can tell you what matters to you. Maybe it's operating with integrity. Maybe it's having fun. Your purpose is to teach kids while having fun or make learning fun if you're a teacher. So those are all ways that we can distill our purpose if we know some of these other things about our future and what we love and what we're passionate about. When did you figure out what your purpose was? When I lived outside of it for an extended amount of time and everything in my system felt like uh, sandpaper to my soul. I woke up in the morning and hated my job. When I communicated with clients, I was forcing products on them that weren't beneficial. In fact, they were detrimental to them and their success as a human on the planet. And I thought, uh, this is so far outside of my why that it's physically painful for me. When you say physically painful, did you actually have physical symptoms? Well, yeah. I didn't want to go to work. I felt tired. I felt anxious. I felt angry. When I would leave, I would be exhausted. Um, I drank a lot. Uh, I wanted to escape myself and that feeling constantly. And I wasn't doing any good. I would remember the conversations where I sold an item to somebody that I knew was going to hurt them and the look on their face. And I hated that. That, it like, wounded me. Now, when you say selling them a product that's going to hurt, you aren't, like, selling guns on the street, right? No, just in a warehouse. Okay, great. No, no, I was selling uh, items at a bank. Like a credit card to somebody who doesn't need more debt. Yeah, essentially. Okay. okay. Things that would tie them up for an extended amount of time that they didn't need, that they weren't planning for, that was going to hurt them. Someone told them it was a good idea, and I would make money, and the bank's plan was to sell X amount of them in a month. And I had to fit that or I got fired. And it forced us to do not the best things for our customers. When did that flip for you? Like intrinsically? Like when did I realize I was outside of my purpose? Yeah. And how did you get into your purpose? Uh, when I started doing an inventory of my life. Like, why the hell am I so miserable? This job, quote unquote, this career of mine uh, had a line out the door of people that wanted it, and I fucking hated it. And I asked myself, why do I hate the thing that other people want? Um, and taking the internal tally system was really easy. Mm -hmm. Am I doing things in my life based on this stimulus that I don't think is beneficial for me? All I got to do is ask why once or twice, and you're going to land real quick on the fact that you're not supposed to be there. Do you have any experiences like that, that you were living outside of your why? Oh, yeah. I, I think I didn't really understand my why up until probably a year and a half ago when I went off on my own and started my business and... Up until that point, I think I was gaining the experience and the knowledge necessary to get to where I am now. But up until that point, I think I had components of what we've talked about that were there, but then there were components that weren't there. So similar to you, I was working for organizations that I didn't really feel aligned from a core values perspective, I felt like I was having to lie to clients. You know, I was working in 
logistics and if a product, a shipment is running late, you basically have to let the customer know that something went wrong along the way and unless it's framed as something that's outside of your control, it's kind of like you got to take the heat for it or you can lie. Yeah. And it's like, well, sometimes I felt a little dishonest in the process and that didn't feel good to me. And then there were places I was at where I felt like I had no vision. There was just no growth. I worked for the government for a miserable three months, and it was probably the most purposeless job I've ever had in my life. And it was like I I was watching the clock all day long, and it felt like I could have been there or not been there, and it wouldn't have made any difference at all. So do you feel like your time in these positions helped you accumulate your why? Yes, The best way I can compare it to something is wedding dress shopping. I've never gone wedding dress shopping yet. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even know what I would want. Like, I don't know what's going to look good on me. I don't know what kind of style I'll want. But as I try on dresses, I'll probably be able to eliminate options very quickly. I'm going to be able to say no a lot quicker than I'm going to be able to go in and be like, yep, that's the one. Because you just don't know. You don't know. You don't have a frame of reference. Yeah. That is my favorite conversation to have with clients that are like, I don't want to do X, Y, Z. You have absolutely zero frame of reference to say what you want or don't want when you don't have the time in. So I think it's absolutely beautiful that you had to do all of those things in life and work those jobs that sucked because you had to, to understand what your purpose actually is, what it feels like to live in it and out of it, and learn what the stimulus looks like so you can go to it. Well, and if you look at my career evolution, I was in sales for a long, long time. Then I became a sales trainer, and I liked sales training, but I felt like I didn't have the experience with a successful sales methodology to be putting together training on it. Um, Could I speak from experience? Sure, but was that the best option out there? Well, then I worked for a sales coaching firm. And so I got formal sales curriculum in my noggin and learned a great methodology to sales. But then I realized, well, I'm coaching these salespeople, but half the time we're not even talking about sales or their process. It's more about what's going on in their real life because what's going on in their real life is preventing them from focusing on sales. So then the evolution becomes now I am a personal development plus sales trainer. And oh, by the way, this resilience model is the greatest thing that has been layered into my knowledge because Now I can help coach people to be more resilient in whatever role they're doing. Sales, obviously, is a big portion of who I coach still, but it's not the only thing I coach. 
And now I feel like my purpose is very clear and I'm meant to be coaching people so that they can be successful high performers in life and in business. But I had to work through each one of those positions to say, okay, I like this aspect of it, but I don't like this aspect of it. And I like this aspect of this role. I like this aspect of this team, but I don't like this thing about it. So whittling down the things you like and the things you don't took you how many years, do you think? My entire career. I mean, I think I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's great. <laughs> I think that is that is an important thing to make sure we all understand, that this life is a science experiment, and what we're doing right now is controlling variables. You understand what variables you don't want, the section that you've been exposed to. Yep. So you know that those variables don't work. You keep the other ones, and life changes, and uh, and clients change, and times change. So everything is constantly moving. Yeah. The fallacy that we're going to, like, go to college and get this wonderful fucking job that's going to fulfill us intrinsically and give us everything we want is wrong. It, that is a lie, a huge lie that is really doing some damage to some people because they don't understand that it's a science experiment. Mm-hmm. And you're just fulfilling a role. The job isn't there to fulfill you intrinsically. It's your job to figure out what your why is so you can be. Yeah, and there's no one size fits all for purpose. You might have kids and decide your purpose in life is now being a role model for your kids or providing for them or teaching them the right values, right? Your purpose could change at any given time. And I'm sure when you had your kids, it was a big shift in perspective for you on your purpose. Well, massive. You now have a human that's completely dependent on you. So that begs the the next question, brings us to the next question. Uh, Why do you think it's so hard for people to identify their purpose? For me, purpose was not something I knew until I knew it. It's sounds so stupid, but... Well, how could you if you don't... Yeah, I didn't no. know. I didn't know with certainty that I was living so off purpose with each one of these positions that I held. Um, I think I had moments in each of those roles where I got a, a, a taste of fulfillment, right? I, I was able to make an impact or... Um, be a really strong influence in someone else's life or help somebody overcome something. And I got glimmers of what my purpose is. Now I get those moments just about every single day. And it's so rewarding because I have somebody, you know, send me a message saying I got this one huge win. I I mean, I had a client tell me that they got the, a response from the CEO of Walmart. And I think I was more excited than he was. I had another client who secured a new AmLaw Top 100 law firm as a client, huge client for the company. And he got a lot of recognition for what he did. And I think I I actually teared up. Like I actually teared up when he told me he won that business because he'd been pursuing it for years. It was a huge win. I get more fulfillment out of 
my clients winning than I get out of my own wins. It's so silly. I'll get a new client and it'll be like no big deal because to me, when I bring the client on, that's when the work begins. The work is not bringing the business in. The work is getting the business and then helping them make progress towards their goals and seeing those wins. But I don't think I really truly got enough exposure to that until probably the last year and a half, really, to know for sure that I was operating on purpose. Yeah, it's a lot of time in to whittle it down to just the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. But you were very intentional. You're a very intentional person when it comes to your career. You're intentional with the knowledge that you've learned. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I could look at any one of those experiences in my career and say, oh, man, that was a loss. You know, I failed there, or whatever. But the losses are the lessons. That's where you get the most learning. That gives me tingles. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, losses are lessons. That's a big one. So if you feel like you're kind of in a losing situation right now, ask yourself, what can I learn from this? What am I learning from this? What is good about this that I want to make sure I preserve in the next opportunity that I take on? And what about this is not something that I want to duplicate in the future? Because those are the things that you're now going to be filtering new opportunities through. That's the lens you want to look through when you're considering taking on a new role or making some sort of transition. All right. So if we're looking at our losses as lessons and being intentional with what we're learning, um, what's the first step for somebody that's trying to find their purpose? One thing I did when I was lost in soul searching was look back at, I, I literally pulled up my LinkedIn profile And looked at every job I ever had. And I listed out what I learned from each of those positions. It could have been a skill. It could have been something more like a soft skill, right? It could be a hard skill, soft skill. Um, It could be something general like management or leadership or uh, analyzing reports, payroll, right? Those are simple things, but it helped me figure out really how far I'd come and what I've learned. And then I went through and said, okay, what were my favorite parts of each of these jobs? What were my least favorite parts of these jobs? And then I got really clear on where I enjoy spending my time. And then the other stuff that drains my energy is stuff that I don't want to do, or if I have to do it as part of a job, then keep it to a minimum or delegate. So I think that for me was really, really helpful. That would be step number one, I think, from a tactical perspective. What would you say, Chris? Well, I just think it's really important to whittle that down because I think that we're told that we're going to wake up one day and it's just going to magically appear in our lap what our purpose is and we're going to somehow trip into the job that teaches us that. You had to go through all those experiences, go to a point in your life where you felt like you were at a low, go back and look at what you've done and literally list out on a sheet of paper 
those items. You had to take the intentional effort and time out of your day to do that. That's what I think is the most important part of this, finding your purpose, is in order to find your purpose, you're literally searching for it. Finding it, you're on a... A A mission. (laughs) Yeah, a mission. It, It is your goal to find why you're here. And you can't do that unless you're intentional about it. You're never going to fall into it. It's just not going to happen. And you could go to a million different workshops on this, but ultimately no one else is going to point out to you what your purpose is. You can't have somebody else dictate to you what your purpose is. There's no therapist. There's no coach that's going to be able to help you find that information out. It's inside of you. You have to ask yourself the right questions to get it out of you. And I would say the next thing that would be helpful in the process is to write down everything you're good at. My communication coach, Alex Perry, hey, Alex, she had me list out everything I'm good at. And she made me list out at least 50 things. 50 things. Which on the surface sounds super easy, but I think if you get to about 11, you're like, Ugh. Yeah, and so I had to like dig deep and think about, okay, I've taken a lot of courses. I've gotten some a handful of certifications. I've been a trainer for a long time, so I know things, but what are those things that I actually am good at doing? And it could be something like yoga, Right. Yoga can be on your list, even though it's not something that you know, I ever plan to do as a profession. Yoga is something that I like and that I'm decently good at, except balancing. Balancing is hard, but I'm flexible. So I got some stuff going for me with yoga. But anyway, <laughs> you've literally beat me on both areas. I'm neither flexible or have a lot of balance. I can balance. Pretty you can good. balance. Yeah. You're balanced. Yeah. Flexibility is like a negative number. Yeah, it's pretty horrendous. It's bad. Anyway, that's not going to go on your list of things you're great at. So (laughs) if we're going to list things we're good at, like I am good at the laundry. Yeah. I fucking love doing the laundry. So this is a great example. What can you draw from being good at laundry? Well, it is very monotonous. It is something that requires ongoing discipline, right? So I think you can then distill like routine tasks and discipline are your strengths. That's something that we can learn from you being good at a simple task. I don't think you do anything in life that doesn't mean anything, right? I think the things you do without thinking about it are the loudest, most important things to pay attention to. Yeah. Because you're doing them without thinking about it. And if you do them without thinking about it and you're super granular with it, I love to fold every t-shirt to the same size. I have a system that I go through. I love it. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but I love it. He refolds the shirts that I fold that are not perfect. I just want to let you know what we're working with here. So when we say he's good at laundry, he is very good at laundry. I just think at the end of the day. He's kind of a psycho. I am. That's where I was going with that. I'm insane. 100%. (laughs) Okay. So the last thing I will say as it pertains to us finding and identifying our purpose, go back to your vision. 
Go back to what you want to build for yourself in life and also what kind of lifestyle do you want? Because if you want to truly live the life that you want, you need to think about what kind of life is that? How do I want to live? I like to be balanced. Balance is key. Balance good, everything good. Balance bad, better fuck up your home. I don't want to do too much of anything because it's going to burn me out. And so one thing that I learned about myself is that I don't want to be a road warrior. I don't want to travel every single week. Can I travel some? Yeah, maybe once a month, twice a month. That's great. That is really going to determine how I live out my purpose, right? What what how, what kind of goals do I set for myself? What does the actual execution look like? Because I want to stay in balance. That's something that matters to me. And it's also how I'm going to achieve my vision and live out my purpose. So that would be the last thing that I would say Detail that out. What kind of life do you want to be living? Do you want to report into an office? Do you want the flexibility to work from home? What kind of positions or opportunities are going to give you the lifestyle that you really want and need for yourself, your family, and so that you can be happy? Because that matters too. You might be living on purpose, but if you're miserable along the way, it does nobody any good. So I think it's important to let People understand that if you don't know what that is, that's okay. You could be 50 years old and you don't know what that purpose is. If you've never worked in an office and that seems like it would be just absolutely fantastic, try it out. If it doesn't work, you know now. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's worth putting the time in. It's worth doing exactly what you did. Experience life in different forms and fashions and see what you love. I mean, going from, what, HR to sales uh, coaching, that's a huge flip. I mean, it's that's not in the same rungs on the ladder. No. But you did it and learned a lot from each, and now you understand uh, what brings you peace, what doesn't, what robs you of your peace, and what you allow in and don't. Yeah, absolutely. And I use all of my experience in my day-to-day. It's not like I can separate out. Oh, that job was worthless. Didn't take any experience. from. No, all of it is good experience that is going to be incorporated into your future, whether you realize it consciously or not. So in conclusion, how would you put a bow on all this? Finding your purpose. Think about where you've been and where you want to go. That's really at its simplest form what we're doing here is thinking about where have I been what have I learned what have I liked what have I not liked what am I good at and what can I do with all of that moving forward how do I want to live my life what kind of impact do I want to make what's going to bring me joy and really honing in on why why it's important, why you're doing what you're doing, why this is important to you. Thanks for listening to Redefining Resilience. To learn more about building your mental and physical readiness, check out odysseyresilience.org. And follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. That's a wrap. I need a coffee.